Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, next Sunday we are going to be showing our uh, the Sunday School Christmas video uh, that our, our Sunday School children have put together over the past month or so. Uh, we did this the past couple years, so if you're able to stay after church for about five or ten minutes, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. And we'll be showing it after uh, both of the services uh, next week. The Old Testament reading for this, the third Sunday of Advent, is from the 35th chapter of Isaiah. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy in singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. And the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of James. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. This is the word of the Lord, the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, 
and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our gospel reading today, John the Baptist wasn't doing very well. Not long ago, John was baptizing thousands in the Jordan. And now he was arrested and sitting in a jail. Not long ago, John was proclaiming the Christ would come and bring deliverance. And now John is sitting with chains around his wrists and feet. Not long ago, John was proclaiming the Christ would come and separate the wicked from the holy and burn the wicked with an unquenchable fire. And now the wicked have arrested John. The wicked have thrown him in prison. And soon the wicked will cut off his head. So as John sat in prison, he sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus a very serious question. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we look for another? John wanted to know if Jesus really was the Christ because life wasn't turning out the way John thought it would. John thought life would be different following Christ. John thought being a Christian should look differently. But instead, he's sitting in jail wearing chains and the wicked are making fun of him. I can understand what John felt. I think you can too. As Christians, we sometimes feel like our lives should be different because we're Christians. We sometimes think we shouldn't wrestle with certain sins anymore. And then we find ourselves imprisoned with the same wrestlings as everyone else has in this world. We can feel jailed up, always fighting against the same sins over and over again. 
And just like John the Baptist, we may wonder, why is this happening? Shouldn't my life look different now because I'm a Christian? Shouldn't life be easier now? But then that doesn't happen and we find ourselves still imprisoned to a sinful nature in an unbelieving world. We can't understand John. As Christians, we sometimes feel like we shouldn't wrestle with things anymore. Take death, for example. Having a loved one die is bad enough. Death is a heavy chain around all of us. But then friends tell us we're supposed to be happy, not sad. Our loved one is with Jesus. More chains weigh us down. We may even begin to tell ourselves we shouldn't be sad anymore. I've cried enough. Time to pick myself back up. Time to get on with my life. And you add more heavy chains to yourself. And then you make yourself feel even worse. You begin wondering, why am I not handling this death better? I should be handling this better. I'm a Christian. Why am I not handling this better? And more and more chains to weigh us down. John the Baptist sat in prison and also thought life should look better. John sat in prison in chains thinking, why doesn't life look better? I should be handling this better, shouldn't I? I think we can understand John, don't we? We do understand John the Baptist. Sitting in jail, hands and feet chained. The wicked standing guard of him. The wicked about to rule against him. God's own prophet. And the wicked who will very soon gloat as John's head is cut off, laid on a serving platter and paraded around a dinner party. Just sick. What happened to the Christ John proclaimed who was going to burn up the wicked with unquenchable fire? Where is that Christ John prophesied? And you may feel that way sometimes. You look around the world, the unbelieving world around us, and you may try to fix it. You try to vote in the right man or woman to fix it all. A whole host of worldly deliverers who promise they will make the world right for you. And yet what happens every single time the wicked still rule? The wicked still reign. The wicked still make our laws and the wicked still break our laws for their own benefits. And you wonder to yourself and you wonder aloud on social media, is this right, Lord? If you're the Christ, aren't you going to fix all this? Aren't you going to make everything right? John the Baptist preached at the Jordan. The Christ was coming to forgive all sins. And John was right. The Christ would do that very soon. 
John preached that the Jordan, the Christ, would come and bring deliverance. And John was right. The Christ would bring a deliverance, one that no one could have ever expected. And at the Jordan, John preached a fiery sermon that the Christ would separate the wicked from the righteous and burn the wicked with an unquenchable fire. And John was right. The Christ will do that one day when he returns again. He will separate the wicked from the righteous and there will be a fire that cannot be quenched. That day has just not come yet, but it will. I can't imagine what John was going through. In prison, he was questioning everything he thought the Christ would do. And John didn't know what to think. So he sent a word to Jesus to ask him a very serious question. Are you really the one who is to come or should we look for another? And Jesus answered this question and sent a word back to John that must have sent shivers up John's spine. As John is sitting in prison, as he sits in chains, as the wicked are mocking him, John received a very special infusion of hope in the face of all of this when Jesus said this to him. Tell John what you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me, not offended by how I am bringing about this salvation. These were the words from Isaiah 35, they prophesied exactly what the Christ would do. Jesus was touching the most disgusting of sinners and breaking them out of prison. Jesus was forgiving them of their sins and busting them out of lifelong prisons they had been held in. And soon Jesus would seal that forgiveness forever on the cross. And he'd do it with his own blood. And Jesus was bringing deliverance. He was breaking the chains that have been wrapped around all of our necks from the day we were born. Jesus was breaking the hold death held over all of us. Whether we are unborn or whether we are 99 years old. Jesus was actually raising people from the dead. And he was showing his absolute power over the, over the greatest of our enemies ever. Death. And when it came to the wicked, well, Jesus was letting them do what they do best. Be wicked. And soon God would make the greatest mockery of man's wickedness because he would use their own wickedness Against them. Jesus would allow himself to be killed by wicked hands. And he would offer to God the most beautiful sacrifice. 
John the Baptist heard all of this. And I have no doubt John received these words with the greatest of hope. It didn't matter if he was in prison. The Christ would win. It didn't matter if he was in chains. The Christ would give him the greater deliverance. It didn't even matter if the wicked killed him. The Christ is going to win in the end. It might be hard for us to fully imagine what John the Baptist was going through in that prison with the jail and the chains and the wicked guards. But I think we do understand the greater thing. I think we do understand how John was wrestling with who Jesus is. And even more so, John was wrestling with what John thought his life should or should not look like right now as a follower of Jesus. I think we get it. I think all of us understand what he felt because I think we live it too. I say that because I think there are times when all of us have wondered about Jesus. Not wondered if he's the Christ, but wondered, why aren't you doing what I think you should be doing? Or wondered, Lord, why doesn't my life look different now? Shouldn't it look different now? Shouldn't I look different now? And to you, Jesus comes and also gives you an infusion of comfort, just like he did for John the Baptist. When we feel imprisoned by our sins, Jesus says to you, your sins are forgiven, really forgiven, all by my death on the cross. Never forget that. Trust in what I did for you. You really are free. When we feel chained to death in so many different ways, Christ says to you, it's okay to weep and mourn. It is okay to grieve. But add to that the most precious hope and grieve with hope. Because my resurrection will conquer all death. That's my promise. And when we feel that the wicked in this world are having a reign that will never end, Jesus says, I will return. And I will separate you from the wicked. That day is coming. We really are so similar to John the Baptist. We're all waiting for deliverance in so many different ways. And just like John, Jesus reassures you of the many promises he has made to you. Promises that will all come true. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.